Welcome to the Paint, Rest, Repeat podcast with Roz Gervais and Laura Day, where we chat about our creative lives as artists while keeping it real and a little bit messy. We're here to inspire creatives just like you to push past those boundaries and make art that you love. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Paint, Rest, Repeat. Um, Today, I'm chatting to a lovely artist named Alicia Cornwall, and we're going to be talking about art marketplaces like Art Lovers and Blue Thumb, et cetera, um, and some good tips around getting onto those platforms and making them work for you. Um, But before we dive into that, I wanted to introduce you to Alicia and so that you can get to know her a little bit more. So, Alicia, Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm, I'm going I'm going to be that person and say my name looks like it's pronounced Alicia, but it's actually Alicia. Oh, okay. Yeah, and like I never take offense because it, I've been dealing with this since day one. So I love it. Thank you for yeah. correcting me. I often get Rose and I get Ross. Yes. As well. So it's okay. I can relate. <laughs> Alicia, I'm so sorry. Hello and welcome, Alicia. <laughs> lovely to be here um yes so we I thought maybe people would like to know how we connected first so we met at the art to art what is it called unearthed art prize event that's the one (laughs) um and we just got chatting and it was just I don't know I feel like we sort of hit it off and so much advice (laughs) no it was great and I, I that's why I really like going to openings to meet other artists and and have a chat about your painting and and your artwork Um, because it's sort of a bit you know when you're stuck in your studio on your own you don't really get to network with other like-minded people yeah Um, so I really enjoy that side of it I never thought I would because I don't normally seek people out that much. But um, I, re- I really enjoy that part of it. And that, that was a great opening, wasn't it? It was amazing. And apparently, I think they had a record number of entries that year. I think, how long have they been running it? I think it's four um, years. Or... Three or four years, I think. Yeah. yeah. And you won actually one of them, didn't you? Or you were I, a finalist? I was a finalist like yourself. And um, I feel the um, curator and owner of, art to art, um, particularly like my work. And I was very fortunate to end up in the stables of that gallery. So purely out of entering that art prize. Beautiful, so yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was it was great to meet you on that day. And I've done a little bit of snooping about you, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Google. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I found out that you've got um, not only a BFA, but also a, dip, a diploma, do they call it, in art education as well. Yes, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background because I know you primarily paint with oils as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I do, yeah, I paint with oils. I don't really, I, I probably use acrylics a little bit in underpainting, but that, that's about it. I, um, I think I'm a bit old school in that way. I just really love the slipperiness and the butteriness and the, sort of slower drying and blending opportunities of of working in oils. Um, And that sort of started at uni because that's what they, in those days, they started you off in. It might be different now, but um, if you took painting as a subject, that's no choice. That's what you used. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I, I did a degree at Caulfield, 
Institute, which is now Monash University. And uh, that was uh, three years. And I really loved it there. Actually, it was great, really great. Um, and then I think I took a year after that and just sort of flitted around as you do when you're younger and have no clue what you're doing. <laughs> and um, then I thought I better get serious because I think in those days, and again, it might be different now, but in those days, the degrees didn't give you a business side. So unless you were really quite mature and self-motivated, you just really didn't know what to do with yourself after it finished. It's so common, isn't it? Yeah. So I haven't got a Bachelor of Fine Arts. I went to <clears throat> art school, but I studied design instead of fine arts. Um, but you do hear that all the time about people coming out of the fine arts degree and not painting again. I mean, actually, I hear that a lot, which is quite upsetting because obviously these people had a lot of commitment to painting to go and do a degree yeah, yeah. and then end up not painting at all or not creating no. at all. And, and I, I think most of the students, you know, you're, you're really quite young. You're in your early 20s. You're a bit clueless. Like you don't think you are, but you are. <laughs> looking back from where I am now and uh, I I think you come out and it's it's like you still need guidance and direction and and there's no there was really no opportunity of finding mentors or, or anything like that so yeah no, because it's not like you can well I suppose you could get a job as an artist but it, they would be very oh, few yeah. and far yeah. between I think I tried a couple of things like to be gallery assistant or something but yeah they were as rare as hen's teeth so yeah I ended up just going and working in a bank for 12 months or something non-exciting <laughs> which basically <laughs> killed my artistic <laughs> oh so bad so that's what you did so you did you did then a year in a bank so corporate sort yeah. of environment yeah, yeah. and then did you paint did you come back to painting after that or um I saw it just sort of petered out a bit I think and and um but I've always been creative and and um I, I just sort of moved into, um, what happened? I really, we got a new home and I wanted to decorate and I couldn't really afford anything. And so I got into the op shops and the vintage and then that morphed into, um, you know, collecting vintage pieces and then that became a business and then that moved into selling to other vintage businesses and into film and all that sort of thing. So that's sort of built up on itself and built up on itself. But I never really felt completely like I'd covered every, you know, there was sort of, sort of a bit of an emptiness still. Yeah, I can completely relate because, yeah, yeah I've, I've had a little bit of that yeah. <laughs> round round trip as well. Um, yeah, but that's that's great. So you probably also learned a lot of businessy sort of skills yeah. then as well because yeah. I, think, I think that is important if you're going to make make it as an artist, and I say that with the, you know, inverted commas, make it. Um, I think you do need to have those, some some business skills. Yeah, you need, and really it's it's not difficult to do. I think a lot of um, artists get really thrown, although probably the less so the younger ones now because they're already computer literate. But when when I did my dip ed, I did, <laughs> this is how long ago it was, the internet was just starting to come in. So I, I did um, a course in, computers and art and then I taught that at TAFE for a little while so or within the computing side so I've never really been scared of technology as such mm -hmm. and yeah I agree having that other business I already knew how to set up ABNs and websites and I actually already had a website 
which already had Afterpay. So I just swapped that over to my art one and took the Afterpay with it. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I think like I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, people who changed careers talk about how, you know, they've wasted all that time in their life before they found their thing or whatever it was. And I I don't believe in that. What do you think? I I, I don't believe in it either because I think everything that you do builds up to this point in time. So I wouldn't, unless I had done all of that stuff, I wouldn't have got to this point of time anyway. And I do have to say that I did, before I, while I was switching over and all that, I did actually pay for a life coach because I was very confused as to what I was doing. And I was say it was Sarah Riley's coaching. He was very good. I'll, I'll put her little link below for other people who are listening. Um, and she was amazing and really helpful to work through things that were blocking and stopping you from really reaching more the potential of what you wanted to do. That's the classic situation of getting yeah. in your own way, isn't it? And I think we do it all the time, yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's just amazing how we just, it's hard to see your own situation clearly, hmm. um, but it's a lot easier to guide other people. I think that's that's something I'm learning as well along, along yeah. the way. Yeah, exactly. It's good. It, it's always having opinions on what other people can do, but looking in on what you're doing yourself is a whole different ballgame. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Hello, hello, it's Roz here. I just had to interrupt our episode to let you know about my free Facebook community for creatives. Yes, yes, I know it's on Facebook and Facebook does have its downsides, but it is a great way to meet other creatives and join communities of like-minded people. So if you would like to join our group, you are so incredibly welcome and we cannot wait to meet you. Come and search for us under Permission to Paint Free community see you there um so I've also in my snooping I found out (laughs) that you've won a whole bunch of art prizes so you've got some art lovers prizes you've got some blue thumb art prizes um there was is it the Lethbridge gallery yeah I didn't win that but I was a finalist you know finalist in that one and then another one was a Saint Saint Kent's no what is it St. Kevin's. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I'm over to the Omni Art Prize this year. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was a finalist in that last year as well. Um, yeah. It's amazing. Um, and I think if you really want to, well, first of all, you have to learn how to deal with rejection because uh, early on, I've had a few curled up in a fetal position <laughs> rejection reactions to things. You're going to get more re- rejections than you get acceptances um so you need to get your head around that um and i would say with art prizes definitely enter them but really research them first because sometimes your work's not suitable for that art prize well obviously if you're still like you don't do landscape but i mean in terms of of what you do yeah, definitely. No, so, so that suitability is important. Yeah, the suitability and, and really, and then that changes again each year depending on who the judges are. But I'm not saying paint specifically for the judges. Just see if that sits well with with your work. That's That sounds sensible, doesn't it? So just to know, yeah, know the taste of the judges and then just, yeah, judge your art and whether that's a good match. I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it does make a big difference because 
you know, some of these prizes, they've got like $50 entry fees and stuff. So it's not cheap. No. You know, well, the whole, the whole thing's not cheap, is it? <laughs> How do you manage your art prizes? Like do you set yourself a, an annual budget or anything like that for en- your entries? Well, I've got I've got this um, very good um, app or art program that really helps me map out the yards called Artwork Archive. I'm not affiliated, um, but it's very, I find it really useful for mapping out each year. Um, so I, what I find is on Instagram, you tend to get, um, you know, the sponsored posts by, by particular art prizes and stuff, and they'll come up and you go, oh, that one looks interesting. Like, you know, um, and then I'll put the details on my um, exhibition section in my artwork archive. And then I can basically, I've got it mapped out, out in front of me what's coming up. That sounds amazing. Cut off dates and all that sort of thing. And that sounds great because I've, I've heard of the artwork archive. Mm. Pro, is it a program platform? It's a, yeah, it's a web-based, um, it's a web-based inventory thing, but it's also, it's really good. I sound like I'm doing a complete sales pitch. <laughs> no, it's fine. I've heard lots of other artists yeah. talk about how amazing it is. So you're not the only it. one. I find it handy, like if a gallery says, oh, I'd like, can I, you give me some examples of your of your work? Well, then I just go to the report section and print out an inventory and it does like this nice setup in a PDF file that you can just send straight to them. Beautiful. All of your bios, your statements, all your, those files on there that you can refer back to. It's just like it's all, it's a, like a big file of, and also an inventory of all your work. That just sounds amazing because, and then at tax time, if you need to, um, you can just print out the is it a CSV file of what's what's sold, and you can just give that to your tax person and and. Oh, we can't yeah. talk tax. We can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. something that blows my mind. Oh, me too. Me too. Anytime somebody says something with numbers in it, I'm like, nope. It's like the screen just goes down in front of my face. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it's not just me. No, I just not at all. I just can't. I think I've just got this automatic aversion to it. So yeah. Yeah, me too. You know what my the worst words in my world are? Negative gearing. If someone if someone I don't actually know what it means. No, I but don't if either. I hear <laughs> But if I hear it, it's it's totally like that. I, I can't believe we're the same. So, yeah, it's like, shoop, and I yeah. just shut down. Yeah. Mine's no, closed. No, yeah, completely closed. Even if it's really basic, I just won't let that in. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Maybe it's an <laughs> artist thing. Right. Yeah. And trauma at school when maths class. <laughs> I'm thinking back to um, when I was doing maths at school and my brother is a mathematical genius, like very, 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 very smart in that area. Yeah. And he used to um, ha- be lumped with helping me. <laughs> and he's not known for being the most patient I person. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> Um, brother but um yes so I think maybe it is trauma related to that so yes that's funny if you get these programs you don't have to really deal with it too much it sort of works it all out for you all right I shall (laughs) I shall do that (laughs) monthly and you can if you're worried about not wanting to do it anymore I think you can download all your information anyway so okay all right so 
that links for me to my next question for you, um, which is how do you actually sell your work? Because I've had um, had a look and it looks like you are in galleries, you're, you've got your website, you've got retailers, you're on these marketplaces, you also do open studio trails. And then around that, so one question one was how do you sell your art? And then number two is how do you even manage that? And I'm sure that the Artwork Archive is part of that solution. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how do, what was the first one? How do I it's sell? a tricky one, isn't it? How do you sell your art? And I just mean in terms of um, platforms, really. So you like you've got your galleries, your your website, your retailers. You've got all of these different avenues for people yeah. to buy your art. Yeah. And how did you come to that as well? Like, how did you? Well, I think I'm trying to remember. How I I started on Blue Thumb actually because Blue Thumb's not curated. So mm -hmm. anyone can join it. Yeah. And if that's not an issue, like if if they like your work and you start selling, you start rising up within Blue Thumb anyway. So it doesn't really matter how many people are on there, I don't think. Um, because you have to self-promote as well. That's a mistake a lot of people make. They think, oh, I'll go on Blue Thumb and then that's it. But you have to really self-promote on your social media because that's where most of it comes from. So I say I have my online galleries, which is Blue Thumb Art Lovers Australia and my website, and that's what I stick to online. Um, Art Lovers is curated, so you have to present a folio of work to them um, to see if you can get onto their platform. And I would say if you don't get in the first time, I've heard of a few people who don't get in the first time, they just keep working on their um, art practice and they get in eventually. It's a bit like the art prizes as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like you've just got to have that um, stamina and that, what is it, just the tough skin really. Thick skin. Thick that's skin. The, that's what I'm saying with the rejection thing, you just really got to. And, you know, you have your, your low days where you find that a lot harder. Um, but it, it seems to be part of the creative arts. You've just got to push through it, really. Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, that persistence as well um, is key. So, so you're on Art Lovers, you're on Blue Thumb, um, and then you have your website as well. And I imagine, do you? How do you manage? Like, do you have art artwork on Blue Thumb and art, like, do you have the same artworks in yeah. multiple places? Yeah, yeah. I'm just really on it. So as soon as something sells, I'll just jump on the others and take it off there straight away. So okay. if I could touch wood, it hasn't hasn't uh, sold at the same time. Yes, um, good point. Yeah, there's a little bit of fiddling around. And then sometimes I pull things out to put into um, um, some of the, you know, bricks and mortar places. Mm -hmm. um, although with art to art I, I normally do um, specific paintings for them. Okay. Um um yeah it, it, it's sort of you really I think that's why you need a central thing to like like artwork archive to really manage it because it just if you try and just do it in your head or on a notebook or something you'll just lose track really quickly I'm just picturing post-it notes everywhere Alicia yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly and I do write this too because I find that helpful um but um if you want to track it all properly and and you know if you really starting well wanting to run your business successfully you, you want to get your work into a number of quality places and I don't mean like well for example I don't create 
artwork fast enough to fill a lot of like there are some artists who just they're they're at like five different interior stores and and um or you know what I mean like there's just so and I don't make enough art to be able to do that mm. so last year I actually pulled back in a bit and just picked out the ones that that worked for me or that I felt more comfortable with um so that's what I'm doing at the moment and then I might look at probably a couple more galleries and okay I, you have a couple of galleries already though is that right yeah 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 but art to art's my main one mm-hmm. at the moment because um I just really like it's a really good gallery been really supportive and um yeah you know, you just get a good vibe. You want a good vibe. <laughs> 100%. You know what? I, I interviewed Philippa, the curator there, um, recently, and it was really interesting. So, yes, there's a good vibe there. But I totally, I said to her, I can't, I just am too busy to sell my own art. If anyone wants to represent me, just take my money. You can have the commission. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like that. Yeah. yeah. And if they're good people, like, it's it's a community you know like the art world is a community it is yeah and I think um sometimes some of the other galleries don't realize that artists talk about galleries <laughs> yeah 100 percent. I know a couple of gallerists in Sydney as well um yeah so getting a good idea of the scene <laughs> Um, okay, so we've got your galleries, your website, your re- would you say retailers? Do you have retailers? Well, yeah, I'm with Rose Street Trading. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. That's why I wrote that down. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so they're, um, they, there's a few stores like um, Fenton and Fenton and um, what is it? Green. Greenhouse Interiors, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. That they do. It's They're more interiors stores with mm. but they, they also have um, a group of artists that they put in as well. Um, mm. And I, I sort of find really what I've noticed with um, the art world is that this it's sort of in two sections. There's this sort of more towards the decorator side and there's more towards um, the gallery side in terms of um, conceptual artwork and that sort of thing. Um, and, and what do you think on that? Because, for example, Art to Art Gallery, I don't know why, but for me, it sits somewhere in between. Yeah, I think it it sort of tends more towards the decorator interior side. Um, but within that, there are artists who have like conceptual work. So I see what you mean there. Yeah. And mm. I, that's, I think that might be one of the reasons why I like it because I don't really like being put in a box one or the other. So like... You know, a lot of the art prizes, they want an artist statement and they like to see um, what your deep and meaningful reasons are for painting something. And sometimes it's just like, well, I really like that flower. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, you, you can go into it and, and write all these reasons. You know what I mean? It's sort of... Completely. And it seems, I feel like it seems a little bit unfair because visual artists not necessarily writers you know like yes writing's creative but it's a totally different medium yeah 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 exactly but you know there seems to be a set way of doing things and if if you don't sort of work within that then that you don't sort of move forward 
so to speak. Yes, sometimes you've just got to play the game, really. I'm sort of okay with that because I get it. Um, I still do my own thing anyway, and hopefully some people like it. Some it's don't. you know it's it's a lot to do with it's similar to relationships as well people just need to take you as you as you are like yes you'll play along you'll do your best you'll put your best foot forward um but you you take us as we are or you don't take us as, at all sort of thing exactly and you've got to remember remember that it's a good thing when you get rejected from things <laughs> mm. <laughs> to remind oneself of, of that exactly yeah. yeah um okay so we talked about all of that I wanted to just come back really briefly um to the blue thumb art lovers concept because I have a few artists in my network um who have hopped onto platforms like that and haven't had any success and then they you know blame the platform and all of that what's your advice perhaps to those people or an explanation what do you think is happening there for those people well first of all I think you've got to stop blaming the platform because that's all it is it's like um it's like a photo it's the album with photos in it you know what I mean it's sort of like you've got to get people to go oh I like that one so you need to look at um the, uh, the hashtags that you use in there, the search, yeah, they're important. So uh, is that within the Blue, Blue Thumb yeah, platform? Blue Thumb and Art Lovers, they both have it where you've got to put put in, uh, yeah, you know, the hashtag with the, with the descriptive. So <coughs> the search, yeah. there's words for it. I can't think of it. Yeah, it's probably uh, just tags, isn't it? Yeah, tags, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that's one thing, it's only a small part of it, but I found really with Blue Thumb, you want to catch the eye of the curators at Blue Thumb. Mm. So you need to put things on there steadily and consistently, which is I'll take my own my own advice on that one because I have <laughs> there we go. Easier to give to give advice. <laughs> you want to put it on there consistently and then you want to promote the crap out of it on your socials and you want to build up your socials and you want to refer people back to Blue Thumb. And then if you can get into the staff picks and that sort of thing that's when when your stats really start going up see I think that consistency piece is hard for artists and for creatives myself mm. as well so you know don't pretend to be any different it's hard for us I think um but I think it also it is the truth now if people are wanting to get the attention of um the curators at Blue Thumb or at Art Lovers for example how would they actually do that well by putting their best work on there um, it's easy to um, use it just as a stuff to put that you don't think that like a bit of a dumping ground sort of thing. But you really want to put your best work on there and you really want to draw attention to it. And then, you know, if you're on, on your socials, get, get your followers on your socials to go over there and like some of your paintings and get those stats coming up. And then, then the, the staff there will start turning around looking at why the stats are going up. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. And then should people look at those curators as they would um, like the panel of judges for an art prize? Like can they do research on? Well, I mean, I guess in a way, um, I think in Blue Thumb in particular, Art Lovers is a bit, it's, people treat them as the same sort of platform, but they're really not. Um, I think 
blue thumb is probably a bit more accessible in a lot of ways because you can look at who who the curators are there and all that sort of thing whereas art lovers you can't really but i would suggest art lovers has got um a, a galleries in melbourne and the gold coast um if you're serious about it i would suggest actually going into these galleries and a quiet time and, and talking to the curators there um it, i think it's josh in melbourne and he's lovely and very approachable. And I might be taking notes just, <laughs> just no, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> and just have a chat and see, you know, see what see what they say. Um, if you're outside of those two places, it's a bit tricky, but um, yeah. If you That's okay. I think it's just interesting to give people some sort of some background around this because I think yeah, there's a lot of people that do sort of suffer from putting their things on their art on platforms like this. And then it doesn't work, and then they just want to sort of throw it out. No, you've got um, to really keep keep at it. You've really mm. like you've really got to. You first of all, you've got to decide if you want to do do art as a hobby or a serious business. Um, and I don't like using the word business because it 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 sounds a bit too money driven, which isn't isn't the whole thing. But maybe a profession or a yeah, career. Yeah. Um, but you've really got to stay focused on why you're doing it because if you throw in the towel every time you don't get where you want to, you, you might as well just do something else because it's there's the 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 scales of rejection are much higher than the scales of acceptance. I heard another artist, Alexandra Plim, um, mention in another podcast that she doesn't count how many prizes she gets. She counts how many prizes she's entered because that's the effort. The effort goes into the research yeah. around the prizes and then yeah. actually doing the entry, including all the words. Um, and that's that's what she counts. I thought that was quite an interesting angle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I get that. I'm sort of more, I'm more focused on getting to be a finalist. If I win it, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> That's yes. like, I mean, I've, I seriously got weak at the knees when I got three. Um, so you won two recently, didn't you? Didn't you get yeah, Art yeah. Lovers in 21 and the Blue Thumb one in 20? Was that no, 21 as well? 20, at the end of 21 was Blue Thumb and then Art Lovers was 22. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I've got the wrong dates on my notes. Right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was very unexpected um, amazing though well done thank you thank did you. you allow yourself to celebrate because I think sometimes it can feel a bit difficult yeah prob probably not <laughs> it was sort of like oh I gotta do another painting <laughs> <laughs> I'll come to Melbourne we can celebrate together <laughs> I'm, a bit, no. I'm a bit driven I think I get very um very focused hyper focused on on doing which I, I need to work on too because it's probably not very healthy <laughs> I'm similar as well yeah. I know yeah I think both of us are you know energizer bunnies in that sense I think <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um all right amazing well thank you so much for all your sharing um around this because I know we do have listeners who are interested in doing a little bit more with their art um and I feel like platforms especially like the ones we've been talking about uh, a really good place for everyone to start now yeah. you started just with blue thumb initially do you do you recommend starting with one um or just going all in or i i'd start with one just to get the hang of it um blue thumb their website's really easy to i should know as a teacher i'm not supposed to say things are easy blue thumbs platform you can move around 
in a <laughs> in a free flowing manner. <laughs> it's, it's oh, now I'm going to use the word easy again. <laughs> it's easy to use. So okay. it's a bit easier to use than art lovers. Um, that's not to say that's hard, mm-hmm. but um, out of the two, I think it's probably a little bit more user friendly. Okay. Um, so. I would definitely start start with them. And look, I, the first painting I sold on there, I was so excited. And I look at it now and I was like, that's bloody terrible. I hope they've still got it. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> tricky. Or something. And it was, yes. But we all do that. That's a sign of growth, isn't it? It means that your art has come along and that's I what you want. Do stop, do you? It's, it's always going to be, you know, I mean, I, it, it's a bit like, you know, when you do a painting and you get to the middle of it and it's really ugly and you want to wipe the whole thing out? Yeah, the messy middle. <laughs> yeah, but you just got to push through and then it comes out the other side and I think that's how the whole thing is really. And you are completely right and I totally see that with, you know, just even an artist's journey. You know, you enter all those prizes and you don't get any of them because you're in the messy middle. Yeah. But if you persist, you never know. Yeah. Um, and yeah. something eventually will come through if you're improving yeah. your skills and, you know, moving forward. Yeah, you've you know. just always got to improve your skills. Just like really, really work on your, on your practice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every day if you can. Yeah. beautiful well thank you so much do you have any you know gold nuggets any additional gold nuggets that you'd like to share with any emerging artists that are listening or aspiring artists yeah I I would say don't find the time to do it I think um it's it's always easy to say particularly if you've got younger kids I don't have time to do it but Mm. I do feel if you're really passionate about something you'll always find time to do it so I think that that's pretty important. And really, I, if you f- don't put it off, like it's so easy, I'll do that later once the kids are older or whatever. No. I agree. I agree with you. Somebody actually did say to me recently, got to focus on the kids, you know, no. your art can wait. But I'm like, actually, no. I'm not myself if I'm not making yeah. art. So. Yeah, not your best version of yourself and your kids will thrive more if you're happy doing what you're passionate about and that yeah includes being passionate about your kids but they're not your whole life exactly and it's Sorry, modeling for the kids think they are <laughs> <laughs> i have three three girls so i i know about this <laughs> oh i'm gonna come come to you for advice later my um my eldest has her first boyfriend and she's oh. she's in year one um <laughs> But this has happened too soon. I'm not oh, ready. Well, don't worry. <laughs> She'll change to someone else by the <laughs> That's true. That's true. Now, I almost forgot what's happening in your art world. Oh, what's happening? Well, have you got anything exciting coming up? I have got a few things coming up. I've got, um, as part of the um, Blue Thumb Art Prize, there's an exhibition in Sydney at Denison Street. I've, at the moment, I think they've pushed that back till August. Um, so I've got to get on to that. I haven't done any paintings yet. <laughs> um, and I've got another exhibition, a group exhibition at the Art Lovers Gallery in Collingwood in Victoria. And that's and, um, Interiors and Still Life. And when is that? Oh, off the top of my head. It's in May. May. Oh, okay. That's quite soon, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, Oh, I have to check my artwork archive. I can't <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, those are the two main ones coming up at the moment. So okay. On those. Beautiful. Um, and I'm, I feel very privileged because I'm on your email list as well, by the way, Alicia. So if anyone's nice. listening that wants to know what, what Alicia is up to, um, head over to her website so that you can join her mailing list. I will put, pop the link below so that, to make that easy for you. And you're also on Instagram. Are you on Facebook? I'm on Facebook. I do have a business page on Facebook, but I've done that sneaky thing where you um, link it up to Instagram. So oh. Any post I do on Instagram just automatically goes to Facebook. Oh, good woman. I, I used to do that, but then for some reason the function has disappeared. Oh, because they changed over to some meta or something and it, they, everything had to be reset again. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. I shall, <laughs> I'll go and fix it. Okay, so you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook. Are you do, Are you on anywhere else? Where, where I, have a, I have a thing on Pinterest, but I don't update that as much as I probably should. But um, okay. really mainly, yeah, mainly Instagram's my main go-to. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, just, Beautiful. I don't do TikTok at this stage. Um, uh, I, I don't do many dances or things. <laughs> Fair enough. And, you know, I think it's all about being on the platform where your potential buyers are. And yeah. I think TikTok's quite a younger, you know, yeah, they're yeah. a younger bunch. So no, fair Instagram's, enough. Instagram's where you want to build it all up. As I think so. Mm. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It's been fun. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Chat to you soon. All right. All right. Bye. See you later. Bye.